0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Becoming Less, a podcast about my journey to less. Less waste, less impact, less clutter, all while trying to stay less busy. It's been a while since my last episode because I started to feel that just myself rambling on about things didn't a good podcast make, but I couldn't find anyone to partner with for a long-term commitment. Yet. So I decided to start a new trend for the podcast where I interview someone I know personally and try to get their take on environmental issues. This episode, we talk with my mom. And how fitting that we record this on Mother's Day weekend. I am not an expert and neither is my mom. This is simply a wholesome conversation about the environment. Sometimes I think my mom thinks I'm a crazy person with all my waste-free jibber-jabber, though I'm still pretty sure I'm the favorite. So let's find out. Here is my beautiful mother, Tony. Hey, Hi mom. Thanks for agreeing to do
1: this podcast interview with me. How are you doing? I'm good and uh, thank you for having me. This is going to be fun, is it? <laughs> well, we'll see. Okay, first question. Do you consider yourself an environmentalist in any capacity? That's a that's a tricky question. Um because when I think of how I interpret the word environmentalist, I would have to say no. So to me, um, I see environmentalists as people who see problems that need to be fixed. And while I do think that there are things we could do better, I'm not sure that it's as black and white as some of the environmentalists I've heard speak claim it is. So do you think I view it as black and white? i I don't know because I don't think we've ever really had a super in depth um discussion about your point of view, so I mean there are things that we have talked about our our plastic bag discussion a few weeks ago, for example, <laughs> then things may have got a little heated <laughs> a, a little bit, but I mean that's okay right and that's just that's an example of one of the things like i I don't personally consider plastic in any form to be either inherently bad or inherently good it's it's a useful thing and i actually have to agree with you plastic in and of itself is not bad it is a technology that we have abused and is not being is is being misused right so it's one of those things that we could probably manage better I agree, but I don't think it's just comes down to we have to get rid of all the plastic or we have to ban all the plastic. Um, that seems to me to be a very simplistic viewpoint. So to get back to the original question, do I consider myself environmentalist? Not as such. However, I I value nature and, and our planet very much. And I I I care about it. I just... I just don't think that the situation is as dire as some people. Do you believe in climate change? <laughs> well, the climate is going to change. I mean, ten thousand years ago, we were under miles of ice. Right, right. And but do you think the the world... that happened
0: in as short of a time
1: as we have seen the shift? Well, I don't know. I wasn't there. But certainly, (laughs) certainly. Are you sure? (laughs) Certainly, a change had to take place in order for all that ice to melt and, and that to happen. I mean, if it wasn't for global warming, we'd still be under miles of ice. So... That's why they stopped calling it global warming and started calling it
0: climate change.
1: Well, perhaps. I don't know. But I mean, things are going to change. The Earth is going to change. It's a dynamic entity. But do you think we are speeding that process along a little too quickly? I do not. No? I do not. So are
0: there any particular
1: environmental matters that do concern you? (laughs) Okay, what concerns me is the matter of environmentalists. (laughs) And not that they (laughs) are... Again, not that I ha- I'm i not judging. It's just to me, I do believe that some of them are a bit uh, fanatical about it and that they do see things in, in black and white and refuse to see a bigger picture or listen to a different perspective. And and that concerns me. I'm almost 58 years old. And, you know, I've been hearing this pretty much all my life, right? This has been a subject that continually crops up, you know, back way back You know, um, and I don't see any appreciable difference towards achieving the goals that environmentalists claim we need to achieve. Well, that's probably why people are getting a little more black and white, because there hasn't been a shift. But again, if they are too attached to their position, the shift isn't going to take place because there's just going to be continual arguments then things are just going to keep going the way they are. And I, I mean, even if they do, there's going to be changes. They, there will be changes that's inevitable, uh, whether they are for the good or bad, I, I can't say. But I, like I said, my, my concern is, I don't know what the, Yeah, narrow-mindedness about it is what I see. It, it, I think, is more detrimental to finding solutions than it is to actually finding solutions. Do you think there's anything that governments or corporations could be doing, should be doing? Okay, yes. (laughs) I think governments need to be more supportive and less regulatory about things. I think when they start... Sometimes it feels like they're very arbitrary in their this is what you must do sort of attitude and enacting regulations or even laws that govern how people do things. They're not always really in the best interest of the environment when it comes right down to it. So I think it would be better for the government to reward tangible, appreciable differences being made by corporations. and encouraging creativity in that direction rather than trying to regulate everybody. You mean like subsidies for renewable energy, that sort of thing? That's that's
0: something go- they're already doing. <laughs> well,
1: they're doing that. But again, those things are still being highly regulated, right? There's no encouragement really on the part of the government to that fosters any Movement towards change. I mean like propaganda? No, no. i'm I'm talking about alternative energy sources. Where is the funding? to see those things developed, right? I think the government is still in the back pocket of, of corporations, and they're still being highly influenced by people who don't
0: want these things to change. Well, that's where the regulations come in, because if they find a cheaper solution that isn't helpful, usually that's when they go for, unless it's illegal. I don't I understand what you're saying. Well, you're saying they shouldn't regulate things. They should encourage good
1: behavior. Right. But... If they reward good behavior, but it's still cheaper or more financially beneficial to do it the old way. And it's always going to be cheaper to do it the old way because the regulations are often supported by the corporations that everybody says they want to not keep going. It it seems to me that the government is always going to grease the squeaky wheel, right? That's where I come in. Okay. But But you need to squeak loudly enough and in the right direction. But then are you going to call me a black and white extremist? Not if you come up with a solution that is actually better than what we have right now. So the people who are screaming, we need change, should be the ones coming up with the ideas. I believe that is correct, yes. I I think, you know, it's one thing to be going, you need to stop this, and it's another thing to be saying, we would
0: prefer this. But the people who are saying you need to stop this are probably not the ones doing it. The people who are saying you need to stop are not the ones who are doing those things that need to stop.
1: Aren't they? They're still driving cars and putting gas in their gas tanks every couple of days, and they're still switching lights on in their houses and heating it with with gas, they're still doing these things. What if you don't have an alternative to gas? Exactly. That's my point. But the person who is sitting in their cold house because they don't want to hook up their gas <laughs> is not helping. No, it's not helping. And I, again, that <laughs> and is... if they say, I want a different option, they're probably not the ones who are going to be creating designing a new energy source no but where is the support for that the new energy sources are those people who are going i don't want to heat my house with natural gas i want something else that is more environmentally friendly are they supporting the efforts by anybody, then usually, and it seems to me, there are people in their garages doing this. These aren't corporations. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what is being done to support that? Like I'm saying, I mean, just complaining about, I don't want this, is not going to make whatever the alternative is come about. There has to be some action taken. Right.
0: So, so either, you can do
1: it yourself, vote with your dollar. Sure. yeah. But still, where is that support for those things that could actually make difference and be good? Right? I mean, I remember when like nuclear energy became everybody was like trying to jump on that bandwagon. It was gonna be the best thing ever, right? And and look what happened there. I don't know what the alternative is. I'm just really very grateful that I have natural gas to warm my house and I have electricity to light it. I'm very grateful for that. I truly am. Is it the best way of doing things? I don't know because I don't know how to create something different. I trust that at some point somebody will and I'm sure there are other alternatives are you supporting any encouragement to come up with a different option? Not directly, absolutely no, because I, I don't know where those are and I haven't channeled my energy into finding out. I admit that. If you were presented with an option to
0: support a different energy source, would you? If
1: I thought that it was actually better and economically viable, sure. Okay, so. Gas is probably not something you're going to be changing anytime soon. Is there any one thing that you would like to change about your impact or habits? I don't know. I mean, I I try to do what I can. I I recycle when I can and try to reduce, you know, the amount of garbage that I I put out. I could be... Well, because I don't generate it in the first place. how? Do you consciously do this? Like seeking out less packaging and stuff like that? As much as I can. Certainly I do. I gave up my car. I don't drive. I was happy to do that. I don't like driving in the first place. It wasn't a difficult decision, but, <laughs> uh, you know, but that was, you know, that was one of the things that factored into it, that that would significantly reduce my carbon footprint. Absolutely. Right. Well, sometimes I do find it limiting. I'm not unhappy with that choice. I'm sure I could do more, but I don't, I don't leave lights on in my house. I she keeps it at like minus three in here. <laughs> yeah, I keep I keep, I keep my te- the temperature in my house Just to down. Decide. It's it's I it, my thermo- my thermostat is set at nineteen point five degrees Celsius, and at night it's eighteen point five, and that's the way it is. I I but I don't like it to be too hot. I'm uncomfortable when it's hot. So
0: so that's not an
1: environmental decision. Well, yes and no. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to pay that, that higher bill to have my house cooking hot. And I don't want to, but the less, less I use. And, and again, we could fall easily into that trap of I'm just one person. What difference is it going to make in a big picture? But it says seven billion people, but it's got to start somewhere. And even the smallest contribution is helpful, but I don't know what else I could could actually do. I mean, I could probably be a little bit more selective in the things that I like in packaging and stuff. And even with my business, I don't buy packaging to mail out the orders in. I recycle it. I use, it's all used stuff. I save the boxes and envelopes and stuff that I receive stuff in and I reuse them. I don't, I don't buy wrapping paper. (laughs)
0: Oh, wrapping paper. <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> like, I mean, there's of, that? there's all these little things that, you know, everyone can do. But there's some things that I just, I don't feel I have a choice. And so I'm not going to not get things like my paints because they come in plastic bottles. Right.
0: But you said you could be more selective with certain things. So what holds you back from doing that?
1: Well, I don't have a car. I get my groceries delivered, so... What I order just kind of comes in whatever it comes in. <laughs> um, but, but that is something that I, I do intend to utilize places like, what's that place called that we love so much? The Bulk Barn place. Bulk, Bulk Barn? Barn? Yes, <laughs>
0: thank you. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so unfortunately you, know,
1: you can't get package free at Bulk Barn at well moment because of COVID-19.
0: But yeah. I mean, that is something. I shop a lot at Bulk Barn now because yeah.
1: I, mean, I get my coffee and I get my spices rice and
0: right flour and it was very disappointing when they made me put gloves on and then
1: yeah hopefully
0: it's just a temporary so thing and that not last too long
1: yeah so even now like i'm very consciously thinking about gathering containers and stuff in preparation for that
0: gathering containers from
1: well usually like i keep my old butter containers <laughs> <laughs> the butter during like oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's just certain things that like you just that's what they come in, right?
0: Right. Um yeah. I mean but how, do you, I don't, how do you get yeah. butter without packaging? Yeah,
1: um, I I haven't figured out where to get meat without packaging. That is my biggest thing. No. I don't usually use
0: butter. <laughs> butter, but I don't usually use butter. But meat is something that I still eat. Yes, shocking. I'm not a vegan. <laughs> I mean you can get it.
1: You can actually go to a a butcher and get it wrapped in paper. You can't do that stuff. Everywhere I've seen the wraps it in plastic still. Really? Yeah. That's absurd. I thought so. Well in BC when I had a freezer and we would buy meat from the farmers, it would but I don't have the ability to store in the farmers markets right now with the COVID nineteen
0: situation. The apples are in plastic and the carrots are in plastic and the tomatoes are in plastic. That's all questions I have for you. Do you have any questions for me? Well, I yeah,
1: I do. I, there's yeah, there's just a lot of them. As I was always trying to pick and choose. You've been doing this for a long time. Do you remember how
0: long? Do you remember that first time you saw the spark come out of
1: me? Well, you were you were young. You were like in high school. And, you know, and I remember thinking, oh, dear God, oh my God.
0: <laughs> am I going to
1: have to start listening to lectures on, you know, I, I, I and I appreciate that you were never really like that. I, I do. But I, I do try very hard not to tell people what they should do. I just or explain why i'm doing what i do well leading by example i think is always more beneficial in the end right you don't want to be shooting all over everyone <laughs> uh, and uh you know and, and it's easy to do right but I, i'm well but i'm not perfect i i sit here at my age and my perspective on the world is that we're fine we we're we're not as bad as people would like to paint the situation it's It's not dire there's things that are always are always changing there's they're always changing we're We're going to continue to evolve and we're going to continue to discover new things as it's i think it's human nature to be creative and to want to build things that's what we do and and I don't see anything wrong with that other than. Perhaps in some areas it could be managed better. I, I would like, I would really like to know, like, how black and white is it to you? Is it, do you honestly think that things are
0: bad? I think that we are overstepping our piece of the pie as far as our
1: impact on the world. Absolutely. Mostly my concern is waste, it's garbage, it's pollution in the oceans. Yes. That sort of thing. I, and and what do you do about that? Right? Like that, I, I remember one time, it must have been, it was a few years ago, probably around Earth Day, where you said to me one time, picking up garbage isn't solving the problem. It's just moving the garbage from one place to another. And I was like, oh my God, I never thought of it that way. So yeah, it is out of sight, out of mind, kind of situation but i look up and down the street in the last few weeks i've been just appalled at the number of garbage bags that are out on the curb like literally I'm very appalled like how can one house generate that much garbage in a week right it it I... blows my what are they throwing away what are they buying well i mean and i don't get me wrong i like stuff i like my stuff and you know i have a wish list that's like 700 miles long i i if I had the money, I'd have way more stuff than I already do. Do you know do.
0: that something like 90% of what we buy, we don't have six months later? Some absurdly high number. Six months? Well, this might be a States thing, not Canada. I'm not 100% sure if there's a difference.
1: 90%. Six months. That seems is ridiculous because I'm just looking around this room and I, just just looking around this room, I can only see a few things that are less than six months old. Right, but as you also mentioned, you put out what a kitchen garbage bag every other week, maybe. I put I put my garbage and my recycling out about once once a month. Yeah, okay. so there's usually one bag. And sometimes Across two. the street, how how many bags last week? Twenty-two. <laughs> like- I counted them. I'm sorry, I count things. I was just, I was blown away when I saw the pile of them out there. And then, um, what's today? It's Thursday. So yesterday was garbage day, and the people across the road had another 11 bags.
0: Okay, so now, your one bag a month versus their 11 to 22 bags per week. Now, that 90% is an average, of course. So maybe you don't throw away 90% of whatever you buy within six months, but they might, they might have a higher number than that.
1: Well, yeah, but I got to wonder, uh, yeah, I like, I'd love to sneak out there in the middle of the night and go through the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and I don't know how much of that percentage is consumable things like snacks or candles.
0: Or like other consumable things that you use up, and then they they no longer serve a purpose. So, but yeah, you don't have them nine months later. I don't know what the
1: qualifications of those things are. That'd be interesting to find out. Now I'm curious because, like I said, I uh, you know I look up. I'm pretty sure growth. this is a quote from Story of Stuff. If you haven't seen it, you should go. Check it. Very interesting little <laughs> little film that we're sort of been manipulated into becoming consumers. And and now that we can't consume because everything is closed, <laughs> the economy's <laughs> dying. Yeah. Right? We're all freaking out because the economy's dying, and I'm going, no, oh, people, this is an opportunity for change. Which is and why really I am very and, thankful that my job is service based. Right? And you know, and and, and proud. Of my job. I'm seeing this. I'm totally looking at this as it's it to some degree. It's a kick in the pants that the world needed, but this is an opportunity and so i'm just delving into my creativity and and yes i'm hoping yes. to capitalize on it do you want to take this moment to plug your new book uh, well <laughs> <laughs> i i would i would love to but because i i honestly don't have a launch date i it's all in the works we're we're in the editing phase i've i have written a fantasy novel and I'm very excited about it because I've been threatening to do this for 43 years and 43, exactly 43, exactly precisely, yeah. precisely. almost 44. And so, yes, this is, I'm seizing this opportunity, right? To, to make a dream come true.
0: And That's I'm, lovely.
1: I'm hoping lots of people are doing that.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining me in this interview. And I have I have learned things. I hope you've learned things. Of course. Yes. <laughs> I have. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Less. I'm not perfect. I'm always learning. And that's what this is all about. I hope you enjoy sharing my journey with me. If you enjoyed this episode, please give me a rating, subscribe, or even donate via Patreon. Proceeds will go towards waste reduction efforts in my city of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And we'll see you all next time on Becoming Less.